My mama said don't Forget to wear your jacket The world can get cold And every leaf in the breeze Has a story that's told Don't be scared to flap your wing Baby boy, you got soul No matter what goes down Pony boy, you stay cold I had a sidekick with the crack screen Back then, and this girl wouldn't talk to me Back then, I had a hole in my t-shirt Back then, yeah, my feelings used to be hurt Riding clean in my 97 Camry Yeah, <laughs> that's my green bitch All my friends, I ain't have room for all of them Yeah, gas money, I fear all of them Welcome back to the Movie Draft House. I'm your host, Mark, joined by co-host, Jeff. Hey, Mark. Good day to you, sir. Hello, Jeffrey. Ooh, I use your government name. weird. It's always the thing. What's the... Marcus, right? Is your name Marcus? It's not. It's just Mark. Plain old Mark, Mark. M-A-R-K. Yep. Um, You can call me whatever you'd like, though. However, don't call me late for this podcast. You you Um, weren't. You were on time. I was. Uh, anyways, before we get into what we watch this week, because it's a new month, which means a new theme, but it also means new music here on the podcast. And this month, uh, December 2023, we're giving a shout out to the band Oxymorons. They're a, oh. they're an <laughs> they're an alt hip hop oh. uh, band, and so You're saying things I like. Yeah, and uh, the song is titled Moon Chasers. And it's uh it's 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 got a really mellow vibe, but um, you know it's a there are there there are a bunch of rappers with like this um this uh this alternative vibe to them, but um they're from New York, uh, New York City. So uh, catch the show notes to where you can hit the links to all their social media accounts. Uh, they're doing big things, so make sure you give them a like, a follow, subscribe, and we appreciate them allow us to use their music here on the podcast. Jeff, yes. Um, what's the theme this month? The theme this month, friends, and maybe for the only time, as far as Christmas being uh, something we do timely, is R-rated Christmas films. Uh, so think violence and horrible, horrible things. Or just a bunch of bad words. Yeah, or it could just be bad words. <laughs> anyway, what do we, what did we watch this week? Well, this week you picked, and so yep. that means we watched something from 2020 uh, <laughs> called Fat Man, starring Mel Gibson, Walter Goggins, Mariana Jean, Jean-Baptiste, and um, I think that's it. I mean, there's obviously more people, but none of which I recognize. Uh, this is directed by Esham Helms and Ian or Nelms and Ian Nelms. We could have done this on sibling directors, maybe. Yeah, I just uh, noticed that. Yeah, um, and it runs for an hour forty. And I said it comes out in twenty twenty. Now, had you seen this before? I had seen. It. I saw it when it came out. Um, just because it came out during the pandemic, and so it went straight to uh, straight to streaming, and. Um, uh, from the trailer, I remember it like I remember watching it being like, "Oh, Mel Gibson as Santa, badass! Let's go!" And and oh, Mel Gibson as a as a badass Santa, let's go! Um, and you know, I remember really enjoying it because I'm a big Mel Gibson fan. I like we Mel know Gibson. we've established that yes. on the podcast. Um, but I'm also a big Walter Goggins fan. And what else um, has he been in? Like I know uh, he's super familiar, but I can't. He, so there isn't he was, any one role where I'm like, hell yeah. 
So he um he plays Uncle Baby Billy in uh, the Righteous Gemstones. He was in Django. Um, he was in Django. He's the bad guy in um, Justified, the television series. Yeah. Um, See, I don't watch as much television shows he, as you do. He's so just he's 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 kind of an everywhere actor, but every time he's on screen, he steals the show. And and I I don't know if it's like he was the in cadence. Lincoln. Okay, maybe that's where I saw him. Oh, he wasn't Lincoln. I remember yeah. that. Um, but every time he's on screen, he steals the show. I don't know if it's his cadence of how he talks. It's his teeth, man. <laughs> it's his teeth. No, he's it, just it, got. He's one be. of those guys who was born to play a villain, right? He's yes. got that yes. face where you just, man, if you could drop kick him, you would. And it's nothing and, against him personally. But he plays a look like that. <laughs> yes. A lot of us need to look like villains. Um, no, but he but he plays the villain character well, and and I think that's why he goes to the well over and over again because he he can just he it's like a, this personification of of every character that he plays. He just sinks into right, and um, so you hadn't seen this, right? No, so uh, similar to you, though, I, I saw the trailers, but the trailers I found to be a bit of a turnoff, like violent Santa movies. I feel like we've seen that before, and then there's one that came out recently. So the trailers actually didn't do much for me, and when you drafted it, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I wasn't particularly excited or anything like that. So I never saw so, it until I had to. Right. Um. So answer this. Okay. Did this did this film surprise you? I loved this movie. I really enjoyed myself. Uh and yes, it did. I surprising amount of heart, right? It's not even yes, I mean, yeah, there there was a, a good amount of heart. Like the relationship between Chris Kringle and his wife Ruth is excellent. Yeah. Uh anytime she made cookies, I was like, I bet those cookies are fucking amazing. Like, can you imagine <laughs> Mrs. Claus cookies? Hey, you remember the scene where she makes these cookies and she doesn't let him have one? He steals one and he runs away. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's little like their relationship kind of makes the film. So what I loved, not just that, but the one of the things I really loved was this grounded. Like if Santa were real, this is how it would be. Right. It's. But it's got a wild, uh, a wild premise, right? Um, the premise is crazy, but for yeah. me, like we'll get into that plot portion of it, which I enjoyed, but I really like the fact that Santa's this real guy. He lives where yeah. Minnesota or Canada. He lives in Canada and, uh, he does have he lives elves. In Canada, but, he's, but he crosses the border to get his mail. Okay. He, he does have elves and, <laughs> um, you know, and they're, but they're not your stereotypical elves. They're kind of like shorter version of elves from Lord of the Rings, maybe. Right. And like the whole Santa's they're, workshop they're is there and he goes and he delivers the presents like, you know, but it's this really grounded take on that. Like he doesn't, I mean, he does have supernatural powers, but they're not crazy. Like, no, they're super, Wolverine powers. Yeah. Like he, get, he stays young <laughs> because he gives gifts and uh, the he, he can elves, heal, heal, heal his gunshot wounds. and Yeah, the elves uh, don't need to sleep as much and they live off of sugar, but it's all played straight. And I think right. that's what I liked about it 
was I've never we've seen a lot of takes on Santa Claus in the world. And I found this to be one that felt fresh and brand new to me. Um, I really the the whole thing of the military hiring hit the, you know, because he has this workforce that's unbelievable and they work pretty much for free. Uh, the, so the, there's, there's a lot of commentary here on capitalism. Is and, there? I, I mean, that, yeah, I guess. I mean, there is, but like just the, the government sucking fun and out of, I out of something. What was that, interesting. I felt like the military was nice. Like I thought that the military was going to come in and just fuck everything up. Right. Well, and, I mean, and they, they didn't. Right? They didn't. Right. They were kind to the the um, the workers, the elves. Yeah. They didn't mistreat them or treat them poorly. They talked with them and asked them questions about their lives and, you know, learned about them. Like it wasn't this like military. You think of the military leaders in movies. They're always like I think of the villain in um, Shape of Water. Like that's yeah. kind of what I thought was going to happen. This guy's going to come in and rustle feathers, but they're really nice. And then when like the shootout starts at the end of the movie, they make sure first and foremost that all the elves are safe, right? And yeah, I just really appreciated that goodness out of them, which I didn't expect. That well, the it, large portion of the cast are good people, you know, and doing good things. <laughs> well, and 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 that's um. And so, you know, uh, begrudgingly, Chris Kringle takes this contract because he can't afford to keep the factory open because Christmas spirit has been so poor um, in the in the years past. Well, he hasn't, and, they've got a weird contract. So the government actually sort of subsidizes, if that's the right word, or but they pay for the antics of Christmas so right. that. Chris Kriegel could do Christmas and yet they had they, the kids are so bad that he's not having to make as many toys and therefore he's not getting paid as much. And so that's why he takes on this military contract. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, there's commentary about economics and you know how the military can make our lives better. Um, but uh, I just like there's the scene where um, Mel Gibson has to deliver the news to, to the elves. And he he tears up, and like there's a couple scenes where Mel Gibson, man, gives it a he gives it a full go, um, he which gets I to was do a lot too. He does, and, and like it's and, like he gets to be stoic and sad and worried and and um, grumpy, sad, and, angry later. You yeah. know, he gets quite angry and and yeah. dangerous, and so he does put in a really good performance. Well, and and so like. Mel Gibson is one of the better actors of his generation. Um, and, you know, he he did himself in in the late 90s, early 2000s with all his antics. But um, I really I really like that he's able to make movies like this now that are low budget. Uh, I mean, this is not low, low budget, but it's a you know moderate. budget. Right. It, he doesn't. He's not. Nobody puts him on the poster much anymore. No. Right. Um and he gets to deliver performances like this where the scene in the workshop where he's telling the elves that, hey, you know, um, 
you guys have busted your ass and you know, I'm sorry that it's come to this, but we have to take this contract and he tears up and and he kind of gets choked up a bit and I'm like, man, this is a this is a good fucking performance from Santa Claus, man. Um and then, you know, you see him in different uh in different light like in the beginning of the movie where he goes to the bar and he talks to the guy who's trying to pick up the waitress, but the guy's married and has kids and he's a truck driver. And he's just kind of telling him all about his life. And he's like, hey, you know, if you live now, you can make it home by Christmas. Um, and, you know, it's it just it, subtle, subtle, like little um, confident performances and scenes like that made me believe in this film because I knew Mel Gibson wasn't phoning it in. I've seen Mel Gibson phone it in. You've seen it. Um, there's just been films that have exist that are exist now where Mel Gibson was just in it to be in it. And, um, I really feel like early on in this film, you get full Mel Gibson, the, the, the dedicated actor. Um, and then everything else kind of just falls into place. Right. We, then we meet Mrs. Claus and Ruth and, um, and you know, we meet everybody. We meet Walter Goggins, you know, um, I did have gripes about some of the character choices in this film, um, especially when it comes to the the bratty little kid. Um, what do you mean that kid was? I, I, I just felt like we didn't we hateful. didn't need him. I wanted to. We did, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he's I, I he's think, fine. He's fine being a dick, but yeah. Um, I, I just I felt like we, we didn't, didn't need him. We didn't but need he him. was surely he was damn entertaining to me. Yeah, I mean, right. He, I mean, he's he's very mob boss esque. Um, as he's a, a little shit, you know, 12 and then year, that right. even has him in his phone. This assassin, as, the fact that this is assassin, this killer, deadly assassin, is being bossed around by a kid was part of the entertainment for me. Yeah, I sure. agree that maybe he doesn't like. You could probably make this movie without him, but it added something to it. Like that, his performance added something to the movie for me. So, I think it was a good addition. Uh, yeah. I mean, like you take you. Know, so we learn Walter Goggins got um, he got spurned by Santa, you know, as a kid, and that's kind of fueled his hatred. Um, and he's been on the hunt uh, that we learn. He's been on the hunt all of his life for. You know, he's Santa collecting Claus. Santa made gifts. Right. One thing I like too about this movie is the way it lays out this world's reality and the world building of this Santa without f telling you, right? You yeah. just kind of figure it out through context. You well, know? and oh, it's, and it's little Santa. clues. Yeah. Right. And it's not a, they, there's no uh, exposition dump at any point where you're right. like, this is what's going on. Other than maybe the, the point when the contract is up and the government is in his living room. But other than that, I feel like it lets you explore the world and learn about it and in, in just kind of through the course of watching. Yeah, and and you know, you get those those little clues like so Walter Goggins is buying a baseball bat from a guy. Um and the entire time you're thinking, Oh, this guy doesn't want to take Goggins off for, for the bat. Oh, he's just gonna beat beat him to death. Um and we never learn if he did or didn't, he just ends up with the bat. Um, but on the bottom of the bat or the, the end of the bat, it, you know, it says, you know, made in Santa's workshop, whatever it says. Um, but it's like a little plaque yeah. on the bat. And I thought that was cool. And like Walter Goggins carries around a, a little miniature car 
uh, police car that he was given by Santa. It was the last gift that he got from Santa. And on the bottom of it, his little plaque says, Made in Santa's Workshop. Um, it's just, the film, and, and it's very, the, the color palettes um, for this film are very dull, other than, like, uh, Santa's truck. Um, you know, but it's a beat up old his, red his truck. truck. <laughs> right. Um, you know, truck. we never get, uh, we don't, we don't really get a look at Santa's sleigh. Uh, we don't see, get a look you at see really, the reindeer a little bit. You do see the reindeer, but we don't get a look at like Santa in his, uh, traditional like robe outfit. Um, but all, like all the colors, it's very, most of the film is very, uh, muted and, and, and darker and I thought that does that it serves it well is because the mood in this film is very dark pretty much all the way through up until the end. Um, and uh, I thought I thought that was a, a, a unique um, kind of choice that these filmmakers made to uh, to saturate their film in these darker these darker palettes and allow yeah, the workshop is very industrial. Yes. It's not right. colorful with snow and No, like, right. I, I wouldn't even say that the elves have Christmas spirit, you know, they're no. <laughs> they're just doing a job. Well they they're they're numbered, right? right? Um the the elves have numbers instead of names is because well, they're just there to I, do the I job. Don't think all the elves have numbers, just the leaders. Because there was uh, only seven, right? And seven yeah. was the seventh leader of the elves. And he said, "We don't recycle numbers because that's disrespectful." Right. So or something. I think there's others. I don't. I don't know if the others have names, but they don't. I don't think they have numbers. Not that it honestly matters, but that's just what I picked up from the from the. Comments. All right. So, um, what did you think of Walter Goggins here in this movie? He was appropriately evil. I. I don't know that he did much that I haven't seen before. Like it, it's a pretty good evil performance. Um, I didn't hate him. I, I hated the kid a lot more. Like I wanted to see the kid get it. Whereas I found Walter Goggins character to be sort of something, someone you kind of root for a little bit. There's something um, relatable about him you know about him hating this little kid that's bossing him around and there was part of me that was hoping that he was just going to turn on the kid and, and kill the kid uh which is <laughs> rough to say uh but when you see this kid's face very punchable face. it's very punchable i would go to jail punching his face it, it wouldn't be good <laughs> the uh, uh i mean we we learn how but the see like at the 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 uh, the the filmmakers had a chance to really cement this kid as evil, right? When he uh, he had he hired Goggins to kidnap the winner of the science fair or whatever it was um, that he got second place. That in. got me. I loved that. It really is a great little piece of character development. Like this kid, he's going to his thing. He's won the last three years or whatever. And he comes in second place to this little girl. And so he hires a hitman to abduct the little girl and then threatens to shock her with a car battery unless she turns down her win. See, like, what an to asshole. Me, <laughs> right, yes. A very, very asshole thing to do. But, like, I was, like, kind of hoping that he was going to 
fucking shocked the shit out of that girl to like cement his place as the mob boss, you know. Um, and he he lets her go, and then there's an exchange of, between Goggins and the girl when he's taking her home, and he's like, "Hey, I'm a if you tell me about, I'm gonna kill your mom and your daddy." And then he's like, "Hey, do you have a dog?" And she's like, "Yeah." You know, well, I'm a. I'm Why would kill you say no? Too. Like, no, I don't have a dog. <laughs> I don't have two brothers and sisters. I don't have a fish named right Terry. I actually, I, I actually don't, don't have any parents. I live by myself. Yeah, this is my apartment. I'm a loner. <laughs> um, I just I felt that was I was kind of let down in that aspect is because we only really then see the kid turn actual homicidal at the end where he's going to um, uh, uh, drug his, his grandmother. Man, he tries to kill his grandma. Uh, he he would have killed an elephant with all that fentanyl. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and fucking what? Santa comes in and drinks. Yeah, like, and you're like, oh, uh, shit. <laughs> like, he could just drink fentanyl? Well, I mean, that and motherfucker survived. It didn't survived. even phase him. Right. Um, I... This entire the entire film to me is is just it's and it's brisk like we're talking about hour forty five, and there's no there's nothing here that you're just like oh I could do without that or I could do without this or they didn't need to put that in, um you know my minor gripe with the kid character aside you know he at least serves a purpose in the film, um but like you don't there's nothing here that you're just like oh yeah this is bloat or no this is this is unneeded. Every interaction between Mel Gibson and um, Marianne Jean Baptiste uh, is like emotionally satisfying, right? Um, yeah, it's a believable. They're a believable couple, which is she's his she's his compass. Yeah, um, and he's and, a grumpy that, old man, but he has this right. soft spot for this woman who just kind of melts right. his heart. I loved it. I, I mean, it's. Their their and relationships I, the I to me the highlight of the movie, and and I loved the choice um, to cast this this black woman as Mrs. Claus to this white man's Santa, um, and I thought that was uh, that really unique. I don't think I've ever seen that before, um, in a uh, in a Santa Claus movie, and so I uh, I applaud that because that is a very unique. Um, a way to tell the story of of Santa and Mrs. Claus, um, and the fact that she's a British woman, um, and she's just kind of this, like, just she's just this lovable older lady. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't know, like, but then she gets her, she gets her, uh, her, uh, her, satis- she her satisfying shot ending. That man from about. 300 yards with a handgun. Incredible marksmanship. Santa couldn't like, hit him from, you know, 10 yards. Incredible. And I love the shoot, like the shoot I was saying, like he, he hears the, or like he's got this old communication system, right? And I thought that was cool too, um, that he talks, he communicates with the elves around his property. But they they buzz him and and it's seven. He's like, oh, we're under attack or whatever. And he immediately goes to like badass mode. Jumps down, gets the the box out from under the bed, flips the lid up, and you see two two handguns in it. And Mrs. Claus is helping him load up the 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 bullets. And then we see we see him 
just come out of nowhere in the snow. And Walter Goggins is like, like you said, 300 yards away or wherever it was. Even longer, to be honest. He's he's a good ways away. And he goes, now that's enough. <laughs> like like a dad. <laughs> yeah. And, and I just, and, and like their interaction, Walter Goggins, and this is their first interaction that we've gotten of them in the movie. Um, the first time they meet. And it's in this kind of open space in the snow. And Walter Goggins has this like kind of like guttural but m- melodic fat man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's just, it's it's weird, but it's oddly fitting. Um I just I enjoyed the showdown. Um and then, you know, Walter Goggins gets the better of Mel Gibson. Santa man when he shot Santa in the face I was like I didn't I didn't see that coming I right. did not see that coming right it was, um, because you know um Santa has the upper hand for most of the fight the, the movie is grounded in a way where I thought oh Santa's dead like I bought it I thought they killed him no but they 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 introduced so like the breadcrumbs right um so he uh you know when he the Christmas before when he's delivering the toys and he gets, he gets shot with the, the, the buckshot or, or not the buckshot, the birdshot um, from delivering a toy to somebody. And he comes home that morning and he's in the bathroom. We see him, he's got his shirt off and he's like pouring alcohol on his, on his gun wound in his stomach. And then he goes and climbs into bed with Mrs. Claus and, and she's like, how did it go? And he's like, well, you know, Made it through another night or whatever, but he goes, yeah, you know, I got popped by so-and-so going, delivering the tour, whatever he said. And, uh, and she says something like, oh, is it gonna, is it gonna be okay? And he goes, yeah, he goes, it'll heal like it always does or whatever he said. Like little breadcrumbs like that. And then that's when, like, when he gets shot in the face, you're like, oh, but he... He healed himself from a Yeah, but he got death. shot in the face. There's a difference between, <laughs> oh, I got bird shot, to right. I got shot but two feet away in the face. Like well, in the eyeball. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it, it it's um you're right. It is a uh it a a regular man would not have survived. Um But I mean he's and everybody comes out to to see him after uh, Mrs. Claus, you know, kills Goggins and, and, uh, you know, they're all crouched around him and then, then it kind of fades to black and we we go back to, uh, uh, the little shit. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and he's, and he's trying to fentanyl his, his grandmother man, what because she's man. onto him. Well, because you know, he, she starts uh, noticing like who, He's been He's paying, forging like, her signature on checks yeah. and paying the the assassin and just buying whatever he wants. And she starts to figure out that he's doing it, or at least somebody's doing it. Yeah, it's um. So and and that's when we get angry, uh, Santa, and it's it's such a good like Mrs. Claus comes in and you're like, oh shit, here he comes. And he comes walking in with a cane and a limp, and he's got bandage around his face. And then, uh, and then Mrs. Claus takes the bandage off his face, and he's like, "Look me in my eye." 
is if one you ever, single if, eye. If you ever, if if your grandmother was even breathed on wrong, I'm gonna come and kill you. And it's just, it's it's great. It's a it's a satisfying ending, and uh, you don't like you're not left wanting anything. Um, yeah. And I thought that that's that's a that's a that's a really good uh, sign for the the overall storytelling here is that you can go down the list and be like, yep, check that box. Yep, check that box. Oh, this was good. Check that box. And um I just think it's one of the it's it's one of the better overall Christmas films. Um that, you know, I've that's seen a in, taller in a thing while. for me than I'm willing to get behind, but well, I mean, you just think about the story of the story that's being told here, along with the the grounded performances from everybody. I mean, yeah, it's not it's not as cheery as your typical Christmas. No, film, I just I once you say Christmas movie, you're bringing in a whole hell of a lot of movies. Um, that's my only objection is there's a lot of movies now. When you say that now, if you say, "Hey, I think this is the best violent Santa movie," uh, <laughs> I I like it more than Violent Night. We'll see okay. if next week I like it more than Santa Slay. Probably not, because Santa Slay is a masterpiece, from what I remember. Uh, but I think of the the R-rated violent Santa movies, where Santa is supernatural and he has to fight some bitches. I think it's the best one I've seen, because it's more than just the blood and guts, right? Like in Violent Night, it's a blood and guts fest. It doesn't quite have the humanity that this movie does and right. and while i like violent night i think it's really fun i think this is is a better movie okay um so i'm gonna ask you now okay you're mel gibson rushmore as far as films yeah uh, so we can we you can lump it all in together uh director or actor well um i mean braveheart would have to be on there Okay, director or actor? Yes. <laughs> um, signs. Okay. What women want. Okay. What else is this to do done? I mean, you're only like forgetting two of the biggest franchises he's participating. Well, I'm in. not big in Lethal Weapon. Okay. And what's the other franchise? Mad Max. No, not big. Like the best Mad Max movie, he wasn't even in. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting that he was in that I really liked because he's been in uh, so much. Um, you start yours. I'll find something here. I have to all right. Go back uh, a bit because most so of new so stuff Braveheart. Uh, right, Braveheart. I think uh, is the one we can agree on. Yep, uh, Braveheart. I'm gonna go with. Um, Martin Riggs, uh, Lethal Weapon. Um, I just feel like that that really put him on the map, and he was just so zany in in those films. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, let's see. I got my other one, my fourth one. While while I liked, I I, I love Signs, the movie Signs. I I don't necessarily put that performance of his huh. up on a huh. up on a Rushmore. Like, if um, I had to put one movie, I'd put Braveheart. If I had to put two, I'd put Signs and Braveheart. And that's fair. 
that's that's a that's a that's a that's a fair assessment of of Mel Gibson. I just and and while it is the only movie other than this, this this is a movie where he's very subdued here. Um, and uh, so before this, you know, I think I'd said it on on your other podcast is that, you know, I'd never seen Mel Gibson give the type of performance that he gives in signs in any other movie. Well now, and I, and I wasn't necessarily thinking of fat man here, but now having watched it again, I don't, I think you can, uh, you can kind of put it, I mean, side by side as uh, there's very similar type performances. One is kind of legendary. I, I, I this, I've just, it's your opinion. Go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna. Going. All right. So, um, so you've got we got, Le- we got uh, we've got uh, lethal Braveheart, weapon and Braveheart. Lethal weapon. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and put Santa Claus, Chris Kringle, uh, up on that. You're Rushmore. gonna put this movie on there. I'm gonna put. You like I'm gonna put. Uh, I'm gonna put Fat Man up on on that Rushmore. All right. So and um, is that three? Got, or wasn't that four? That's three. Okay. Well, well, we can we can put Apoc- Apocalypto. I've never seen that, but okay. Up there. My fourth actually is going to be Maverick. Really good movie. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd forgotten about that movie. Yeah, so what did I say? Okay. Braveheart, Signs, yeah. Maverick. The Braveheart, fuck Signs, Maverick. Uh, what was You one? said one other one. Yeah. Brave Braveheart, Signs, Maverick. Oh, uh, what women want? Yeah, what women want? That's right. I liked him in that movie too. What women um, want's a good ass movie. It is a good ass movie. Um, I would think honorable mention maybe Ransom. Ransom's pretty good. Oh, um, what's the other one? We no, Were Soldiers it, is pretty good. No, um, colla- is it Collateral? No, no Collateral Damage. No, Collateral Damage. Well, Collateral is Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise, Jamie, right? But I thought I thought Mel Gibson had another collateral one. damage. I want to say is Arnold. Oh, maybe it is. What's What's the one where um, Patrick Stewart is the bad guy? He's never been a bad guy ever. Yes, oh, he is. I promise. What, you. I remember what movie. This is that damn space vampires movie. <laughs> I think uh, conspiracy theory, baby. Was conspiracy that? theory. Yeah. Yes, that's it. That's it. Um, I, I like Mel Gibson in that movie too. Um, but anyway, so okay. I think they should make uh, a new conspiracy theory because conspiracy theories are more prevalent in the zeitgeist now, like the mind, yeah. like with QAnon and stuff and all that stupid horse shit. I think they could make a new one. <laughs> <laughs> and put Mel Gibson in that one too. Um, Why not? Make it. He could play. He could be the villain. He could be the villain in that movie. Um, that would be cool. Oh, he could raid the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> there's give it a couple years. There's going to be a movie made about. Oh, it, so. oh, there's going to be yes, absolutely. <laughs> and it's going to be the most inaccurate thing ever told. But uh, depending on who's making it, but right, there true. are going to be different viewpoints. Um. All right, so Jeff, do you, do you recommend uh, Fat Man? Yeah, it was really fun. Probably uh, the best movie we'll watch this month. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what else is on the list, but my two movies are not going to be the best. Um, but well, yeah, considering I, I think it's pretty good. 
and, okay, and worth that. your time. And if you want an R-rated Christmas movie that still puts has some heart and puts you in the the spirit of things, this this is the one to watch. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Although, it. Although Anna and the Apocalypse could be a sleeper for me, but yeah, go ahead. I, I'm I'm excited for that one. Yeah. Um, I've read good things, but uh, I I too am going to recommend this. Um, it is a uh, off your radar film. Um, it's on Peacock. We both watch it on Peacock right now, and uh, you you can't really go wrong. I mean, there's you know there's f bombs and but there's not really any big gory stuff here. Yeah, I mean it's um, a it's a the shootout is almost nineties in its violent le- violence levels. Yeah. Um, like I, if my son told me he watched it at thirteen, I, I'd be like, oh okay. Don't tell your mom. <laughs> Don't get us both <laughs> well, in trouble. But right, but it wasn't you know, it's, um, crazy or like, anything. Like there's there's scenes where they could have gone full full bore and they didn't. Um, and so uh, I think I think it's it's uh, I mean it's it's R rated, but um, it's not a hard R. It's not a hard R, right? It's it's um, one f bomb short of you know like if they only did one f bomb, I think it sit happily at PG thirteen. There's there's one scene where Walter Goggins, murders? what's he yeah, do? Yeah, I mean, he gets he murders a bunch of people in the beginning. Uh, Goggins does, um, but there's a one scene where, um, I think he gets off the Walter Goggins gets off the phone and he's like, "You dumb motherfucker," and he just says it so poignantly and yeah. it's like so direct and it's it's kind of jarring the way he says he's it. He's probably like, talking oh. about that kid too. <laughs> It's just um that that kind of uh it it, it that ca- that caught me off guard. I was like, oh, I got a, got kind of offended. <laughs> <laughs> well, you <laughs> got me a motherfucker. <laughs> but um no, I recommend it. It's a it's a good fucking movie. Um, it uh it may, might make an appearance on the top of uh, the top top uh, movies of the year. I don't know. Um, but what I do know is that uh we got to give a shout out to the music again. Yeah, and the music this month is brought to you by the alt hip hop, uh, New York City based band Oxymorons with their song um, "Moon Chasers." And uh, you can hit the show notes, get all their links to their social media accounts. They're doing big things. You want to like, follow, and subscribe. And if you want to follow the podcast on all your favorite social media platforms. We're on Twitter, we're on TikTok, we're on Instagram, we're right here on YouTube, at Movie Draft House. Um, hit the subscribe button when it pops up so you don't miss any future content right here on the podcast. Um, podcast releases weekly every Thursday, so don't miss out. Um, and if you want to follow Jeff on Twitter and tell him, hey man, that New York New Year's Eve film doesn't fit the theme. You can find them at Podcast by Jeff. So what you'd be doing is acknowledging what I said when I drafted it. But I felt that it's... You don't have to defend your pick to me. I should, because I gave you so much shit about your non-Western Western. (laughs) But at least I'm self-aware, I guess, is the difference. Anyway, if you want to get in touch with Mark and tell him, hey, man, Santa Slay is going to knock your socks off and you're going to love it, you can do that on Twitter at... I heard you liked. You can also check out my other podcast, Chronologically, where we're getting close to wrapping up our third season, and uh, we're going to start announcing what's coming next for Chronologically. Find that wherever you get your podcast. <sighs> Jeff, any, uh, any words of wisdom? 
Not one. But I might have one next week because Santa Slay is going to be the shit. I hope you have to pay for it. Like, <laughs> actually find it and rent it. <laughs> that is the worst <laughs> thing you could ever say to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky I didn't pick Thanks Killing. There's a new horror movie out called Thanksgiving. I want to watch it. I hear it's good. <laughs> it's got uh, it's got McDreamy in it. But if you ever uh, want to watch something interesting, watch Thanks Killing. It's about a killer turkey. Killing. It's awesome. Anyway, we're out of here. We'll see you next week as we watch Go Bill Goldberg in Santa Slay. My mama said, don't forget to wear your jacket. The world can get cold. And that relief in the breeze, that story that's told. To flap your wing, baby boy, you got soul No matter what goes down, boy, boy, you stay gone We been chasing the moon, been chasing the moon Father forever clumsy, always dropping the jewel Mama was always on me, told me finish my food My brothers was in the streets, like Biggie, give me the loot Mama, mama, yeah, papa, papa, yeah Wanted a doctor, I became a rocker If I put my mind to it, y'all taught me to do it proper I'm doing it for the culture, they doing it for the guaca Watch out for the moon chasers now Watch out where they come and go Watch out for the moon chasers now My mama said don't Forget to wear your jacket The world can get cold And that relief in the breeze has a story that's told Don't be scared to flap your wings Baby boy, you got soul No matter My mama said don't Forget to wear your jacket The world can get cold And every leaf in the breeze Has a story that's told Don't be scared to flap your wings, baby